0: Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? So it's October And for those of you who live in the South or have ever lived in the South, it's kind of the peak right now of hurricane season. So as I record this, we are expecting a Category 2 or Category 3 hurricane to make direct hit on Tallahassee, where I live. Which is, if you think of Florida being like a 7, there's the bend in the 7 right on the Gulf And we're right in that bend. In fact, it's called the Big Bend area. So I understand there's no water or gasoline to be had in Tallahassee, but no worry. I'm going to get the podcast out to you. So this month, what are we talking about? We're talking about all the things that you kind of want to bring into play as you make a career decision. So I talked about your motivated skills and the difference between motivated skills and burnout skills. And then last week I talked about personality and the role that that plays, and today we're going to we're gonna dive into your core values and kind of what does that mean and how does that play out in your career decision. So hopefully these are all kind of pieces of a puzzle that we're putting together the whole month of October, and the last uh, podcast in October, which I think is going to come out on the 31st on Halloween, is going to be bringing all of this together and kind of doing a case study where you look at all of these pieces. And... Just to kind of translate this, this is the process that I go through with my clients when they work with me one-on-one, and they're doing career decision. So we we have some assessments we give them the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, the Strong Interest Inventory, plus we have coaching sessions, and we bring all of this together to help them come up with a career path and kind of a strategy for achieving that career goal. So I want to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It helps me out so much. So if you're getting value out of this, I hope that you'll give me a five star review and subscribe. All right, so again, today we're going to talk about your your core values. And so I want to kind of re reiterate what I've said in the previous podcast this month and because I want you to think about this on a macro level, a micro level, and a micro micro level. So on the macro level, you're using the self information to inform the career decision, the career path that you want to take so, you know, do you want to be an accountant or a school teacher or a nurse or whatever? On the micro level, you're using the self-information for individual positions that you apply for and go on interviews with. You're looking at the environment. You're talking to people who work in the company. You're paying attention to the, the physical surroundings, the culture the um, the the kind of the culture of the whole company, but also the culture in the department, to see if that particular position is a good fit for you. Because remember, some a career could be a good fit, but that doesn't mean that every job that falls within that career is going to be a great fit for you. And then on the micro micro level, it's individual job duties, projects, committees that you might sign up for, kind of volunteering or being volunteered for. Because here's the thing. If your boss is really clear on what your strengths are, what your skills are, what your values are, he or she can assign projects to you and tasks that fit, that play to those strengths. And the reason that he or she is going to want to do that is because that's going to make him or her look better, right? So the better you are at your job, the better they look. So the more that you have this self-knowledge and can communicate to your boss and other people who are in kind of positions of authority over you, then the better off everybody is. All right, so core values. So this is going to be what's most important to you in an employer, kind of in a work environment, or in the specific work you're doing. So remember, we talked before about skills, so tasks that you enjoy doing, that you are both good at and enjoy doing. But today, we're going to drill down to values. And I'm actually going to give you the values that are on the value activity that, that I'm going to recommend to you. So you can kind of get an idea for what these, um, what these are. And it's really important as you go through this process that you identify those non-negotiable values for yourself. Those that no matter what, if those values aren't present, I'm not going to accept that position. Um, and I think that what's so important about this is that A lot of companies do a really good job of having a lot of bells and whistles, especially as they hire you millennials because they know kind of what you guys like. And so maybe they have all kinds of, you know, after work activities and they have a pool table that you can go play at whenever you want to and all those kind of things. But if that's not a core value for you, you could kind of be swayed by the bells and whistles that you see and not recognize the fact that the things that are most important to you may be missing in that particular job. So you want to make sure that you have an alignment. There's no right or wrong answers here as to what's most valuable to you in terms of a value. It's simply important that you identify them and make sure that you are um, taking a position that is in alignment or, or choosing a career that is in alignment with those values. Because otherwise, You're not going to have the career success you want. You're not going to have the compensation you want, because if you're not successful, you're not going to get those raises. You're not going to get those promotions, and you're certainly not going to have the job satisfaction that you want. So I've recommended this in the previous weeks of this month. I highly recommend that you grab a copy of my five-day free course called Finding Your Professional Purpose. In day two of that course Includes the motivated skills activity and the values activity that I'm going to kind of refer to as I go through this podcast. So I'm going to give you that URL. It's also going to be in the show notes. So it's exclusivecareercoaching.com backslash professional purpose five F-I-V-E day course. So exclusivecareercoaching.com slash professional purpose F-I-V-E five day course. And that's going to walk you through, as I said, the motivated skills activity, the values activity, and a whole bunch of other really great stuff to really help you drill down on your professional purpose. So with this core values activity, what you do is you go through a whole list of values and and there are a lot of these out there. So if you Googled values activity or values card sort, you would see a lot of different ones. The values that I chose, because there's a virtually limitless number of them, are the ones that I thought would be most relevant to the clients that I, that I work, off, work with most often. So what you do is you kind of rate each value from least important to you to most important to you. And it, the, the exercise forces you to minimize the number of values in each column. So you ideally don't have more than 10 that are most important to you and so what you're doing here is you're you're discerning what are my non-negotiables that's the term that I like to use as opposed to my gee wouldn't it be nice's, right so when i took my last when i was inter- or interviewing and conducting a job search for my last job in higher education One of my G wouldn't it be nices was I would love to have an office with windows because I had been in um, literally the fallout shelter for this. It was in the student union in the basement. And we literally there could be a horrible storm going outside on outside and we wouldn't even know it. No windows. It was all like brick cinder block walls. And so as I was looking for positions, that was a G wouldn't it be nice. It wasn't going to be a deal breaker. It wasn't a non-negotiable there were some things that were very clearly non-negotiables for me, but that was a G, wouldn't it be nice? So when you really have that discernment, then again, you know what to look for, and you're not swayed by kind of the, the shiny pennies that, that they're offering that maybe aren't as important to you. So how do you use this information? So if you're thinking about a career or a specific job, then you want to evaluate it, right? So you've got your yardstick. You've got your yardstick of your skills, These are the most important motivated skills I want to use. You've got your yardstick of, here's what I know about my personality and what's most important to me. Here's my yardstick of my values, and I'm going to measure careers against that, and I'm going to see what's going to be the best fit for me. And then if you're exploring careers, you want to look for those that hold the most of your important values. And again, I think even within that 10 most important ones, you want to kind of drill down to the four or five that are absolutely Non-negotiable, and so you really have that ability to discern as you look at different job opportunities. So, some of these values, as I list them, are going to apply to a career as a whole. So, like um, for example, um, if you were thinking about um, intellectual challenge as one of the values, and if you wanted to be a college professor, you wanted to teach a subject at the college level. Chances are intellectual challenge would be, it's sort of a universal aspect of becoming a college professor. Other values may be more job specific, right? So one of them is receive recognition for accomplishments. Well, you could be in some field where they really, you know, at that job, they really recognize you for an accomplishment. Same job title in another company and they don't do a very good job of that because that one speaks more to company culture and even more specifically to the department culture that you work in. So um, as I go through these, I want you to kind of think about these. And again, I encourage you to get that activity. I'm going to give you that URL again. Get that five-day free course so that you can go through these activities and really rate them. But this is just kind of giving you the list, right? So utilize physical strength and coordination. That's a value. So in other words, you're saying, I want a job where I have the ability to utilize physical strength and coordination. Utilize courage and take risks. Utilize creativity and originality. Opportunity for advancement. Ability to do a job as efficiently as possible. Receive recognition for accomplishments. Ability to exert power and influence. Higher than average financial rewards. Ability to teach and train others. Ability to help and serve others. Search for knowledge and truth. Closer relationships with coworkers. Opportunity for continued learning. Opportunity to work independently. Good relationship with manager. That's definitely a job specific value. Intellectual challenge. Job security. Ability to freely express, express faith and beliefs. Ability to exert authority and leadership. Ability to give ideas and suggestions. Respond to problems or emergencies. Perform clearly defined tasks. Ability to complete tasks with autonomy. Flexibility in work hours and schedule. Work on a team. Quality, luxurious surroundings. Earnings directly tied to your contribution. A quiet workspace. Opportunity to travel frequently. Experimenting with different solutions. Highly structured environment. Open unstructured environment. Variety of work tasks. Having a fixed set of tasks. Working on multiple projects simultaneously. Working on one project at a time. A competitive work environment work that mentally challenges you, and receive clear instructions. So what I want to do is play out a couple of examples of how this kind of plays into your career decision. So let's say that your top five values are utilize physical strength and coordination, utilize courage and take risks, respond to problems or emergencies, unstructured open environment, and opportunity to travel frequently. So does that sound like the values of someone who becomes like an accountant or a school teacher or a writer? No, absolutely not. We've got physical strength, taking risks, uh, emergencies, open environment, lack of structure, and travel. So what comes to mind to me uh, was someone who takes groups out on extreme vacations. So maybe they do rafting adventures or hiking adventures or horseback adventures. That's a, a fun one where your kind of, you bring your passion in. And I always tell, talk a lot about kind of intersections of things because I think that there's, you can find an intersection between any two things. So let's say you love the outdoors and you're very passionate about horses, but then you also have this love for, you know, that unstructured environment, taking risks while doing horseback riding in the, you know, in the desert or something or in the mountains or whatever could be a really cool fit for you. Um, so that's kind of that, Bringing that value piece. Let's do another one. So, here's five different values ability to exert power and influence, higher than average financial rewards, competitive work environment, work that mentally challenges you, and quality, luxurious surroundings. So, what came to mind for me when I put those five together would be someone who wanted to enter the field of law, particularly in a law firm. Because the quality and luxurious surroundings and the higher than average financial rewards aren't necessarily going to be there if you're like a district attorney or um, a, a prosecutor, that kind of thing. So being in a private practice, you're going to get higher than average financial rewards. You're going to probably be in pretty luxurious surroundings. So what I want you to walk away from this values activity with is the sense that there's no right or wrong answers. If your number one value is, I want to make a ton of money, then then go for it. Drive you know, with that as the leading core value for you. If, on the other hand, it's got to be about helping and serving people, make sure that that's the driver. So again, these values then become one of the yardsticks by which you measure a career field and job opportunities in that field. Ideally, you're also taking into consideration all these other pieces that I'm talking about over these weeks, and that way you aren't swayed by things that are really nice but aren't part of your core value. So if, if, for example, one of your core values is having a quiet workspace, you know that you're not going to be able to do your job effectively. You know that you're going to be really stressed out if you don't have a fair amount of solitude, right? So then you interview for a job, and you really like the position, it has a lot to offer you, it's a really good fit, except that your office would be the first one in the front door, and there's going to be people sticking their head in every day, this actually happened to me in my last position at a university, the, the fur I actually was in that office to begin with, and I'm an extrovert, I was like, uh, no way, this is, I'm never going to get anything done, because people were sticking their head in all day long, and when I got there, the person who was in that office was an introvert, and she was super stressed out. And I thought it was so interesting that, that the previous director had put her there because it was such a bad placement for her and so very stressful. So th- the point about that is that that might be something you can negotiate. Maybe if everything else about the position is really great... You could try to negotiate after they've given you a bona fide job offer and before you've accepted that offer say, hey, you know, that job, that that location of that office is just really not going to work for me. What can we do about that? Um, Here's the thing. You don't have any harm in asking because honestly, if they say no, I don't think you would have been happy there. If you know that's a deal breaker for you in terms of your ability to get your job done at, you know, minimal stress levels. Why would you take that job, right? So what's the harm in asking? And if they say no, you don't want that job. Or you may decide that's such a big deal to me that I'm just not going to accept that offer because of where the the office is. And, of course, that's just one example I'm using, the example of quiet location Um, quiet office environment as being one of your values, but you could really apply that to anything here. You know, if you love everything else about the job, but your number one value is that you want to travel frequently, and there's very little, if any, travel in this job, you have to decide, is it really worth it? Are all these other things going to make up for the fact that I don't get to travel? So... Again, I want to give you that uh, opt-in for the five-day free Finding Your Professional Purpose course that has the Values Card Sort, Motivated Skills Card Sort. And that URL is exclusivecareercoaching.com backslash professional purpose 5-F-I-V-E day course. I hope you'll do the course and really drill down on both your motivated skills and your core values. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's given you kind of another piece of that puzzle as we put this all together in how do you make an effective career decision so that the work you're doing is really meshing and blending beautifully with who you are, what you love, what you're passionate about. So I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope that uh, Tallahassee survives this, uh, this hurricane that's supposed to be a category two or three. And uh, hopefully I'll see you next week. Take care.